0: Before we get going, please do not forget to rate and subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. This helps us get the show out to as many people as possible. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at Couch guy Sports. Thanks, guys, for listening, and enjoy the show. The only gripe I have with you is destroying Wawa. This!
1: Who else is going to pay you this kind of money? And who else needs you that bad? The
0: contracts are getting too out of control. It! The guy is such a lose
1: Couch Guy Sports Podcast. He holds on to that ball. They have another play. They win the game. With Nick Qualley.
0: At one point, you have to go, okay, this isn't working.
1: Let's do it. Let's do it. It's hey, Jared Skelly. You guys have and a terrible guys. coach and a terrible quarterback. You guys can all screw and figure out how to be a real organization. I can't even be mad.
0: Couch Guy Sports Podcast, episode number 107. We're back this week. We don't have any guests this week. Your fault. We don't have any other guests. Just me and Jared this week. We're just going to be doing the good old-fashioned Couch Guest Sports Podcast. Just the boys. Just a couple of the boys hanging out. Kicking it old school. Kicking it old school. So, let's get right into it. Let's go to the weekly dump. We got to do this. So So, here's the thing. We're recording this show before the Celtics game tonight. And that's on purpose because... We're not going to do much talking about the Celtics' gameplay as is. I mean, is uh, listen, as far as I'm concerned, the Celtics' season's over. It's, it's over. It's over. The Celtics' season's done kaput. It's a disappointment. I don't care, though. The Bucs are the first, the the number one seed. We're going to talk about that later in the show. But Celtics' season is good as kaput. So we're going to talk more about the Celtics' off season. Obviously, obviously, we're going to talk more about the what the Celtics should do with one Kyrie Irving if they have an option to do anything. But before we get into that, boy, let's get into the weekly dump. Beep, 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 weekly dump. Beep. Bruins beep. defenseman Charlie McAvoy received a one-game suspension today for his hit on Blue Jackets forward Josh Anderson. McAvoy received a two-minute minor penalty in game and avoided being tossed at the time of the hit. I want to clear something up. A lot of people don't seem to know this rule. So in this position, if Charlie McAvoy did get a five-minute major penalty. He doesn't just get five minutes against the comeback. He gets five minute major penalty in this situation. He's tossed. Well, because it wouldn't
1: have been like an actual five minute penalty. It would have been like two minutes and like it, a misconduct. It would have misconduct. no,
0: it, it would have been five minutes, I believe, but he would have just been ejected. So he would have been out of the game. No, you, can't
1: like get, you can't like get a five minute penalty in that situation. I thought the rule was. It was like you would have got a two-minute penalty and And then you would have clearly. We should know this by now, but no, I think it's. I think it's a
0: five minute penalty, and he's ejected. So I think that's the major side of it. A major penalty in that situation ejects Charlie McAvoy, I believe. And then, then there's just the two minute minor penalty. A lot of people suspected that he was going to be getting that two minute, uh, that five minute major penalty. But then, like I didn't know the rule at the time, but McAvoy would have been tossed in that situation. So they decide to go two minutes instead. Clay Thompson apparently hates phenomenal movies because he walked out of the Avengers Endgame this past week. Uh, apparently, the plot just didn't interest him, which is asinine.
1: Because then you're an idiot. I don't want Clay Thompson on the Celtics. That yeah, straight, straight up,
0: if you don't, if you do not like Avengers Bye. Endgame, like no, 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 I do not want you in a Celtics uniform. Clay, Clay seems like a good enough dude. If you don't like Avengers Endgame. I don't trust your decision making. In other Klay Thompson news, Warriors coach Steve Kerr says that he is not concerned about losing Klay in free agency this offseason, although it seems relatively written in stone. I don't necessarily – a lot of people are saying that he's going to go play with the Lakers. I don't
1: necessarily think that that's true. I don't think think anyone wants to play for the Lakers right now. No one even wants to go coach the Lakers.
0: No, I'm with you. I really don't think that they're going to – I don't think they're going to end up sending him. I don't think he's going to sign with the Lakers because I don't think anybody wants to play with LeBron right now, especially with the toxic, the toxicity, the toxicity, the job, tox, toxicity, yeah. oh. uh, going on. like with the head coaching job, like Tyron Lou, just came out right before we started this. Tyron Lou, who was apparently talking to the Lakers about becoming their next head coach backed out. He doesn't want that job anymore. LeBron's binky. Backed LeBron's out. binky. Tyron Lou is like, you know what? Second thought.
1: Nah, i have done I'm I'm good. Once. I'm good uh, now.
0: I'm good. I'm out. So Tyron Lewis out of the conversation. I don't think Clay's gonna go to the Lakers. Um Clay's staying in Golden State, baby. I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up staying in Golden State, but Kevin Durant not gonna stay in Golden State. So Durant's Durant, going bye-bye. Story for a different day. Uh, Rodney Harrison in a call to WEEI said that he believes Rob Gronkowski will be back this season. He now joins the likes of Drew Rosenhaus, Julian Edelman, and Tom Brady, and those who have made comments about a possible return of Gronk. In other Rodney Harrison news, the former safety was elected to the Patriots Hall of Fame, deservingly. Mm-hmm. He beat out the other two finalists, Mike Vrabel, Richard Seymour. Personally, I think Richard Seymour is a little underrated uh, because the position is not as sexy. He's not as he wasn't as vocal as uh, as Rodney Harrison was during his time, and he's not he's not like a TV personality. People still know
1: Rodney Harrison. Well, Rodney wasn't as controversial either. I mean, I mean, uh, Richard I mean, Seymour wasn't as controversial.
0: Yeah, no, that's Rodney. that's what I mean. He was yeah. quiet. He was under the radar, but. It, if you go back and watch those tapes, he was dominant. He was dominant, man. I think Richard Seymour doesn't get the respect he deserves necessarily. Not saying people don't respect him, but I think I, I, out of this class, I love Rodney Harrison. He deserves the Patriots Hall of Fame. I might have gone Richard Seymour in this case.
1: Nah, Rodney Harrison, guy. You know what? Kind of love it. You know
0: what? I, I love Rodney Harrison too. But you know what? Maybe, uh, maybe I should have voted if I cared this much. Let me ask you guys a question, right? So while we're on the weekly dump, why do you think Gronk went through? this whole fucking thing of thinking about retiring just to turn around and say, no, nah, I'll play another year. It's because, because it's the Patriots. If Gronkowski comes back later in the season, week nine. Is that what you think he's going to do though? Because the way they're talking, is I do he's just going to come back at the beginning of the season. No, 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 no. If he comes back, I think he will be back at the end of the season because When he does, if he does come back in the end of the season, I believe right now he's a nine million dollar cap hit. If he doesn't come back till week nine, that nine million dollar cap hit's not a thing. I believe it might be only maybe a million. I don't know the exact number, but it's it's significantly different. It's a significantly lower number. So that gives the Patriots more opportunity to go out and sign guys. So that's why I think I, I don't know, I'm in the camp that I think Rob Gronkowski might be back. And this isn't like the David Ortiz thing when people are like, oh, David Ortiz is coming back this season. You knew Poppy was done. He was running on stubs by the end of the season.
1: Gronk's not done. Gronk's. Rob, Rob Gronkowski, I think there's a legit shot that he is not done. But anymore. if he comes back, I think it's like just enough games to play in the playoffs. Nine. I think
0: he'll come back in week nine.
1: Yeah, not like, nine I games.
0: I think he'll come back in week nine.
1: Yeah. Like, I just don't think he wants to do anything but win Super Bowls now. And if he can take off half the season and come back and be fine, then whatever. But I think he's going to get bored. Like, honestly, I just think he's not – he's really not ready to hang it up yet. But his body is trying to tell him he wanted him to hang him up.
0: All right, JD Martinez hit bomb number two hundred in the Red Sox Tuesday night win over the Baltimore Orioles. The Bruins advanced past the Columbus Blue Jackets in six games and are now and are now headed to the Eastern Conference Finals to take on the Hartford Whalers, aka the Carolina Hurricanes. And finally, the Patriots cut slot receiver Bruce Ellington today. Ellington literally signed in March, so that was like a cup of coffee. I kind of forgot about that. Yeah, (laughs) I was like, oh, he was a Patriot. That's right. Yeah, Patriots sign him, then they cut him right away. That was the weekly dump. So let's get into this. Let's get into this topic. We don't like to talk politics too much on this show. It's not a a political show, but this here relates to the Red Sox, and we're not necessarily going to talk about the politics aspect of things. Mm -hmm. But. Alex Cora this week made it known that he's not going to be going to the White House. And quite frankly, the media has blown this up more than Alex Cora has. It's not like he came out and was like, I'm not going to go see that scumbag Donald Trump at the White House. That's not what he did. He just said, I'm not going to go to
1: the White House. That's it. Correction. He did not do that. Yep. He,
0: fact, he did fact. not say that. He did not insult the president in any way. But he cited um, the... He basically said that he doesn't like the way Puerto Rico was treated post-Hurricane Maria, which that's that's a political conversation we could have on a different day. I'm not going to necessarily say I agree, but. Not going down that road. But. But. I might. Yeah. But wait, this isn't a political show. This isn't a political show. So, should we care at all that Alex core is not going to the White House? Absolutely not. Who gives a crap? We shouldn't. Like- we shouldn't, the media want,
1: go, Frank, the media wants us to care. We shouldn't care. They're blowing it up for no reason. It, it, this is, it makes no sense to why anyone cares. Like it's their choice. I, I weigh on the side. If you want to talk a little politics that you should respect the office, like in general, just like, like, cause kind of like, yeah. how cool is it to like, you get a backstage tour of the white house. Like you get to go into the white house, hang out with the president. Like I know it's Donald Trump, but I'm, a, I'm, I lean towards the side of like respect the office and go, But I don't care. Like, I'm not sitting here, like, freaking out, like, getting all pissy. Like, they should have gone. Like, why are they? Like, no. I don't care. Not a big deal. Yes and no for me. Because,
0: yes, like, I I think you should respect the office. Me, personally, I would go. But I understand why people don't want to go. Because while there are some people who may love this president, Heath Embry.
1: I, I think that number is dwindling as the days go on. No,
0: Heath Embry I I think it was after the World Series. Heath Embry, after the World Series, they asked him if he was going to go to the White House, and he was straight up like, yeah, I fucking love Donald Trump. I fuck with him, or something along those lines. So there are people on the team who love Donald Trump, which is fine. Go to the White House, great. I would personally go to the White House just because that's an experience. It's the White House, dude. I mean, yeah, who knows if you're going to ever get that opportunity again. I would just love to go see the White House. Uh, But on the other hand of things, like I do see why players and Alex Cora don't want to go.
1: I get- again, again, I get it. It shouldn't be a big deal either way, but I would go in that situation because it's the White House. You're going to get a backstage tour, basically. Like, you're going to get a walk around the office. You're going to go to the Oval Office. They take them to the Oval Office. Like, that's just, cause that's just cool.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like like I was saying, I would absolutely go. There's no doubt about it. But, I mean, it, it's also, like, it's it's just different situations for everybody. Like, if these players, if these certain players have that feeling, like, this guy is i mean let's call it what it is a lot of people think that he's divisive and if that's your reasoning if that's why you do not want to go to the white house then sure then don't go to the white house whatever that's your prerogative but i'm not going to like i'm not going to have fake outrage and i i these people that you see on social media who are super upset about it to me it's fake outrage they're getting attention yep it's all this it it's it's like it's those people want to be mad online yep that's all that, That's what they do they want to be mad online so whatever I mean we're not gonna like who cares and that's gonna be a short conversation here but who cares Alex Cork can go to the White House Alex Cork cannot not go to the White House all I care about is this damn team getting back to 500.
1: they're close they're almost real. there. that's they're almost all there. I care
0: about like get this goddamn team back to 500. listen you're playing the Baltimore Orioles if you had a better opportunity to get to 500 we were gonna have no Red Sox talk tonight but let's have a little bit of Red Sox talk while we're while we're on the subject here if you had a better opportunity to get back to 500. If you had the best opportunity handed to you, this is it. Playing the Baltimore Orioles.
1: Well, look at the stretch of games you had. There was the White Sox, the Orioles. Like those two series alone should get you like a crap ton of wins. I'm I'm even mad they lost that game to the White Sox last week. Like this okay, is the- they
0: should have won that game. That was a Ryan Brazier walk off, which yeah. Ryan Brazier recently looked a little shaky. And off Ryan my Brazier's my guy, but recently he's looked a little shaky. Go get Craig Campbell, baby. Do it. Do it. Do it. I mean, there's there's. There's not too many options out there anymore at this point. I did okay. read, I did read an article today. Um, I believe it was by Chris Mason of the Eagle Tribune, uh, Red Sox beat reporter. Dalton, uh Durbin Feltman. <laughs> I keep on section 10 podcast. I don't want to keep calling him Dalton Furbush. Dalton Furbush. <laughs> it's so hard not to call him Dalton Furbush. Um he he's gotten rocked recently. Yeah, he's not, he's not there yet. He's gotten rocked recently down in Portland. Apparently, he's not letting it shake him, but, but it's something. To, it's something to note. It means he's want. not ready yet. It's not. It means he's not ready. And you can't. expect I think he's only what twenty one.
1: Maybe is he is he legal yet to go boozing? I what? think
0: he's. I, he might be twenty one. I don't know the exact age, but he's he's just not ready yet. But I don't think you're going to sign a guy like Craig Campbell because it's going to be a multi year thing. And Durbin Feldman is your future closer. Like you can't sugarcoat it. That is your future closer.
1: Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, we've, we've been sitting here on this show talking about it forever. He's the guy. That's why they drafted him. They, they saw the writing on the wall for Kimbrell. It was nice to be here. And look, the longer Kimbrell takes to sign, the more chances you might have to bring him back for the rest of the season to help you chase the post. I mean, like Nick, this team's only, what, a game and a half out of the second wildcard spot in May? They're going to be okay because they're playing better and they're getting guys back, and, and they're going to figure out the pitching the pitching health, not the pitching itself. But right now, I don't trust many guys in the bullpen.
0: I trust four. And I and I still have Ryan Brazier in that conversation. I do. I like I like Ryan Brazier. I think he's got the mindset to be a good relief pitcher because I think he can. I think he can shake things off. Um, but I trust four guys. Like I I don't trust uh, Heath Embry, Tyler Thornburg. Every time he comes out, it's Go a away. home run every single time. There was a game last week. I did not know who was in. I saw the other team hit a home run. I was like Tyler Thornburg's in. You you know Tyler Thornburg's in. Guess who was in? It was Tyler, Tyler Thornburg. Thornburg. That's just what he does. The guy he loves giving up home runs. That's his thing. Hey, how many home runs can I give up in a season? That's a statistic. I just want high
1: statistics. He definitely he definitely found the over under or like the odds on him giving up a certain amount and bet on it. That's what it is. I'm probably he's 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 point shaving. That's what it is. And it's it's
0: just it's wild.
1: Wait, who are your four? Give me your four. Ryan Brazier,
0: Matt Barnes, Brandon Workman, who's been mm-hmm. a horse. Mm-hmm. Brennan Workman has been a horse. And if you're not paying attention to Brandon Workman, you're not paying attention to the Red Sox right now because that Brandon guy. He's been a workhorse? Thank you. Brian, <laughs> <laughs> Workman has been a horse. I think he's only given up two hits on the season.
1: Not a lot. I think it's right around there. It might be yeah, no, but... three. Fact, two hits, not a lot of hits. Fact, that's not a lot. I think he got hit.
0: I think he got hit one time really hard in New York by the Yankees and that two game, that two game fake sweep by the Yankees, whatever.
1: Yeah, not, not a real thing.
0: Didn't not a real sweep. I think that was it. And I think that was the only real bad game that he's had. This guy, that guy's got my trust 100%. And then the secret weapon of the Red Sox bullpen at the moment, Marcus Walden. Uh, I still don't trust him. I trust Marcus Walden with my life. I would give him my child right now. I'd be like Marcus Walden, you protect my child. You protect my child right now. And he'll do it in the middle of a war. Oh, look at that ESPN notification. M- Mookie bets, homer to left. Excellent. He, he's back. Mookie bets, back. Back. And you're Red Sox top. Fact. Doc. Not opinion. On the Couch Guy Sports, new Red Sox podcast into the triangle. But Marcus Walden absolutely has my trust until proven otherwise. Until proven otherwise. The guy's. Give me, work, give me well.
1: Workman. Give me Matt Barnes. That's it. That's what I want right now. You don't trust Brazier? Not, not, he's off the list right now. He's, he's struggling right now. Uh, um, yeah, so I don't trust him right now. This list changes every day. This list can change, but right now, no. Sorry, I, I gotta send a text right now. Oh, who, sliding into some no. DMs.
0: <laughs> no, listen, sometimes text messages just have to, they have to take over your life. Uh huh. They just All have right, to do. A man
1: doesn't listen to the show. It's okay.
0: Uh, no, she does not. <laughs> All right, Boston Celtics currently down three games to one. We recorded Wednesday, May eighth. They play tonight, and again and again, we didn't want to necessarily talk about the Celtics play as much as we wanted to talk about what the Celtics should be doing this off season. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Kyrie Irving, Mm -hmm. we're on different sides of the aisle here. That guy, Kyrie Irving, (sighs) Kyrie Irving, your superstar. Your number one guy, your leader, walks off the court. Ten mm-hmm. seconds left in the game. Yes, he did. He's not playing like the guy that he promised he would be in the playoffs. What happened nope. on that switch, I heard? No, he is not. The question is, do you want to sign Kyrie Irving this offseason? Do you want these Celtics to bring back Kyrie Irving, if
1: that's either even an option? Well, they're going to sign him either way. Let's, let's put that out there, because if they want to get rid of him, they have to sign and trade. He's not just getting released, because... Here's the deal: people have to. Yeah, remember. but he,
0: that's not his. That's not our choice. Like he no. has to say yes to that.
1: Okay, but if my point is, the only way this is all really going to work is if, like, he's dead cap space either way. Like he's he's hitting your cap whether he's on your team or not. So he better be on your team, or at least get him to sign, so then you can trade him. But that being said, I still want him back. I still want him on this team. Why? I'm still convinced you need him because I'm still convinced Danny really wants to trade for Anthony Davis. And if you trade for Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving better. So
0: you're you're fine now with giving up Jason Tatum to get Anthony Davis?
1: Yeah, I'm actually all over that because it keeps Kyrie happy in here. Because I think Kyrie Irving is more effective when he's 1A or 1B as an option. With Anthony Davis here, he can now be 1A, 1B. And doesn't need to be the guy because Anthony Davis can be here and wants to win. So, what? it's amazing how quick we've both flipped our stories from like six months ago. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. But I'm still I look, I, I would not be mad if they decided to not keep him because like and I tweeted this out the other day, like you know, I'm I'm leaning now to like being okay with if you wanted to let Kyrie walk or, or get rid of Kyrie and then bring in a guy like Kemba or sign Terry and, and and ride the youngins and and Gordon Hayward. I'm okay with that. But I still would rather Kyrie here because I'm still convinced that Danny Ainge either way trades for Anthony Davis. And if you do that, I'd rather Kyrie on the roster. No, right? you can't tell me that. Like, if you if you have Anthony Davis, don't you think it's a waste if you don't have Kyrie at that point?
0: I that's the thing. If Kyrie Irving doesn't is not on this team next season, I do not want Anthony Davis. Well, I mean, I'm right there with you. I, agree I want with you, you to build around Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. But back to the original question, I don't want Kyrie Irving on this team anymore. I don't want Kyrie Irving. I'm tired of it. It's May 8th. I'm tired of it. i love this guy to start the season. My God, can we stop? Can we stop? Using the word evolve, you can't evolve anymore. You're you're on the brink of being eliminated in game two. If I hear another post game interview, me and my teammates, we need to evolve. I'm gonna evolve. I'm gonna evolve my game. My I can get my shot whenever I want. Oh my god! Can it be any more sickening? I'm so sick of hearing this guy make up these excuses, Kyrie. The point of this is to win basketball games. The point of this, is the Boston Celtics storied franchise historic franchise you go further than round two when you have this type of talent on the roster you're the leader of this team buddy you're the leader of this team you wanted that he's admitted he wanted that he wanted to be the leader of the team he walks 10 he walks off the court with 10 seconds left in the game that's your leader that's the guy you want leading your
1: team somebody who leaves the game before it's over doesn't yeah, so help his teammates. what's going on his teammates weren't playing for him either It's not like the rest of the team was doing well what do you mean they weren't playing for him they, okay, they also playing ice ball. They, I mean, you
0: abandon your team. They weren't playing. And you play want to lead? lead? Maybe they need a little kick in the ass. That's all. And you, the the way that you kick them in the ass is you want them, you want him to exit the court before well, the they, game. Haven't,
1: they haven't responded any other way. Look at the way they played game one. Kyrie was okay, on that roster, Nick. How is that a kick look in at, the ass? He hasn't look, even played good. Okay, but look at the way they played in game one, Nick. Kyrie was here. They blew him out. Why couldn't they do that again with him on the roster? If they played to their potential, as everybody look oh, at the bench, I'm so sick look of at the bench, potential. Nick, look at the I'm bench. I'm sick of here How can you sit here and blame Kyrie for everything when the bench is barely? I'm not barely blaming Kyrie for points. everything. I'm not. I'm blaming him for a big chunk of it because I blame, blame Brad Stevens
0: more than I blame Kyrie. I blame him too. I blame Brad Stevens too because Brad Stevens has to get better out of these guys. But if you're going to proclaim yourself the leader, you know what? It's not even more. It's not even mostly the on-court stuff that's been my biggest issue. My biggest problem is the post-game stuff. The the I I don't know I don't know exactly who it was, but the interviewer said start bring, starts bringing up the topic that he is not hitting his threes, which he's not. He's Kyrie Irving. He's supposed to be hitting the threes. Okay, they ask him that question, and next thing you know, he's like, "Who cares? What do you mean? Who cares, Kyrie? the The fans who paid hundreds of dollars to be in the stands care. The fans at home who are watching this on their TVs care. This is Boston. They like to win." Okay, he is That's getting his fact. looks. He is getting his looks. He's getting his looks, and he's missing his shots. The response to that is not who cares. It's not who cares. The response to that is I have to be better. Let me ask you this: Put something, put some no. blame on your shoulders for once. It's not no. the other guys. It's you. That's the problem. It's your attitude. Terry Rozier, in the middle of the season, said that when Kyrie is happy, we're all happy. So that means when Kyrie's down, you know what that means? They're down too. This guy has to put on a positive attitude. Part of being a leader, even if you're not happy, you have to pretend you are. You have to keep the confidence high because if you go down as the leader, everybody else goes down. That's what happens with a leader. Jalen Rose, is not a leader.
1: Jalen Rose came out and said that basically these guys, these, his teammates, are packing his bag. Right, like they, they want him out and they're going to help him pack. That that's what they said about. See, I don't even know
0: if I believe but, that. I, I bet asking, you, you Jalen Brown does.
1: I'm genuinely asking you. Do you think the majority of these guys actually want Kyrie gone? A couple of them probably do. Terry Rozier probably does. Cause I think Terry Rozier wants to say,
0: I think well, Terry Rozier wants to sign a contract and be in Kyrie's spot.
1: Yeah. Terry, Terry Rozier wants to be what we all want Kyrie to be like in terms of, he wants to be the starting point guard on this Celtics team with these guys. And wants to win a championship with this group because of what they did last year. And I agree with him in a sense of Brad Stevens' system works last year. If you watched like even last game in game four towards the end, when they started making a little bit of a comeback, what were they doing? Moving the ball, getting looks, running the offense, and there was no ISO ball. Look what happens. Celtics basketball gets open looks, and they were making a comeback. They go back to ISO ball, and then they lose the game. So I agree that ISO ball is bad for this team and bad the way the roster is comprised right now. But if you're this Celtics team, do they really want to help Kyrie leave? Do they really want to pack his bags? I don't know if I necessarily believe that.
0: I don't know if I do either, but I think these guys are talented enough where they think that they can take the load on themselves, and I think I think a big part of that is the fact that last season without Kyrie, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. So I think they I think that they believe that they can do that again without Kyrie. I think they believe that they can make this their team, the young guys team, the Terry Rozier, Jalen Brown, Jason. Tatum team. I think they believe they can do that. Add Gordon Hayward, who I think is going to be a million times better next season, and a veteran Al Horford. I think these guys truly believe that they can be a
1: championship contending team. Do you you think that last year actually hurt them? Like, if they didn't do as well last year, if Kyrie didn't get hurt, would we be having these conversations? Would this be as big of a deal? Like, it happened. But, like, would these young kids really believe that they were that good and they didn't need Kyrie Irving if last year didn't happen?
0: I do believe that it hurt them a little bit in the aspect that they think they're better than they are. I think Terry Rozier now believes that he is better than he is.
1: Cause Terry Rozier is never going to be Kyrie Irving.
0: No, Sorry. he's not. And that's, and that's the major problem. Terry Rozier is not going to be Kyrie Irving. He did. He have a great postseason run last year. Yes. Was the East much weaker last season? Yes. Yes. Significantly weaker. And I think that's another problem too. I think these guys thought because they got to the Eastern conference finals game seven, that they were better than they actually are. And on top of that, you ran through a, a, a an Eastern conference that quite frankly frankly is warm butter. Mm-hmm. That's what you did. You ran through just a tub of warm butter.
1: And that's sounds, what sounds I think. very appetizing. That's what, it sounds very greasy. I sprinkle that over the popcorn that, they, that <laughs> I did last year. Take that hot sounds tub t- of warm butter they swam through and just sprinkle it. Sounds very greasy, baby. And then LeBron James came in and just went to the movies with them and just fucking,
0: mm. Sounds very greasy, mm. Mm. but I do think that actually hurt them. I do, because this year, the East is significantly better. Yeah, Jimmy Butler to the 76ers. The Pacers would have been a better team with Victor Oladipo. So I think that's kind of a watch there. That's an asterisk. The Bucks, Giannis is playing at a whole other level right now, a whole other level right now. It's what Giannis is doing this season is unbelievable. That guy. And I, I truly believe this. That guy's going to be the best player in the NBA in the next two seasons. The Bucs actually might win the whole damn thing this year. Like the, the Bucs they, could, they could, could do it. If Middleton can see, the thing is, the thing is you have to prevent the threes because if you can, you can plug up the middle shore and you can try to stop Giannis. Giannis is going to get his points. So you have to, you have to try to stop everybody else, but you can't just let Giannis walk in. I think that's part of the problem. But they're
1: doing this without Brogdon.
0: Like, they are doing this up, Brogdon. Brogdon still hasn't come back. Right,
1: I think he's going to be playing tonight. He, if he's playing tonight, the Celtic season is definitely over. If he, <laughs> for real. For real. People forget how good Brogdon is. Like He was their second best player all season.
0: If, the, Celtics, the Celtics have a serious problem ahead of them this offseason. If Kyrie leaves, if Kyrie does leave, and look, next season, if the Celtics are playing out of their minds, if they win 65 games and they have an unbelievable season, then great then great. I'll be like, Kyrie Irving, thank you for coming back. I'll be a fan. But if Kyrie doesn't come back, I'm not going to cry about it. I'm not. No. Will they be a little worse? Yeah. Here's the thing, though. There's been no rumors about it, obviously, because you got Kyrie on this team. If the Celtics had a chance to sign Kemba Walker and let Kyrie walk, because I think Kyrie's personality really does poison the Celtics, young core. I think it does. If the Celtics could have Kemba Walker, In
1: place of Kyrie Irving, would you do that? See, this is what I tweeted earlier. Like, I'm leaning toward being okay with that. I wouldn't do Terry Rozier. I wouldn't. I mean, no, you can't do Terry Rozier. That's that's no, 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 no. Yeah, but Kevin Walker could work for this team because he's he can close games. He has he wants he's look what he's done with the Hornets. Like, I know the Hornets haven't had that much success, but like, he's been able to be a closer and close out games. And you have to think that next year Gordon Hayward's going to be better right like he, he got he's so much be better significantly
0: throw. better his agent and even said two years
1: until he's back to normal and i even said i mean that's going to be an agent protecting his client but like you, yeah you you'll you look at what kemba can do he's also not afraid to play in a system and if you take Kyrie out doesn't doesn't playing in an actual system one benefit gordon hayward more and two just benefit this whole team if you put kemba walk in there he's more of a point guard Less he's less score first than Kyrie is, and that's the problem with this is that because Kyrie is Maybe so he'll
0: run under Brad Stevens' system.
1: Would yeah, but Kyrie, Kyrie is so ball focused and needs the ball in his hands that it hurts Gordon Hayward, it hurts everybody else around him. And that's the reason why, if you don't bring in Anthony Davis, I don't want Kyrie here. If you do bring in Anthony Davis, which I think is going to happen either way— If you way, bring in Anthony Davis, you don't want Kyrie? No, I do. That's the only way I want Kyrie. But I'm saying I want Kyrie here in general because I just fear that Danny's going to trade for Anthony Davis regardless because he's been wanting him for so long. And now and this, this is, finally is the this opportunity is a chance to do go. it. This is the chance to do it. I— I'm i pretty much I put it at 70-30 Kyrie staying because I think Anthony Davis is going to be a Boston Celtic.
0: There's a that's the thing I can live with that I can live
1: with Kyrie Irving staying here if Anthony Davis is. But, and don't you on think the, don't you think the chemistry issues go away if you trade Jalen if you trade Jalen? You win or basketball Tatum, games. Well, yeah, but if you well, that's a, that's a whole nother argument. But if you trade Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum in picks and everything for Anthony Davis and you land him. Doesn't the chemistry thing go away because now there's not as many mouths to feed, not as many young kids who have egos. You bring in Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving to play with Gordon Hayward, and that's it. Who do you trade, though, Jalen or Jason? Maybe both. I don't care. Well, Jalen's been playing out of his I mind. I think you might, even, you, probably, might even have,
0: you might even have to trade Jalen Brown. The, the, the thing is, and Jalen Brown's really upped his value this postseason. The thing is, Jalen, though, I don't know if he gets along well with Kyrie. I think they're both, I think they both have egos and I think that they clash a little bit. So you, it might be, if you do keep Kyrie and Kyrie does come back here, which again, if Kyrie comes back here and they win, great. That's all I want. I just want this team to win basketball games. Yeah, He can, Kyrie, be, a nut,
1: he can be a nut job. All he wants off the court. Yeah, win damn can,
0: games. Kyrie can keep on doing what he's doing off the court. He can keep okay. saying the word evolve. I'm uh, getting sick of that word, but he can keep saying the word evolve over and over and over and over again. But if they're winning basketball games, I don't care. I don't care what he does. Mm-hmm. I just want this team to win. That's it. That's it. I just want this basketball team to win. And that's what it comes down to. End of story. But if I had an option right now, if Kyrie does walk, I don't care. I don't. Although there is they bring a in Kevin Walker, there's a direct correlation, right? Between the amount of off the court bullshit Kyrie does and his play. He was a great player. And then he filmed uncle drew. I, well, I don't know if that I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I think it's more that I just don't think his personality meshes well with this team.
1: No, and, and it's because he wants he doesn't want to be a leader. He wants all the credit. He doesn't care about actually being a leader. He just wants to be thought of as a leader. That's all he wants.
0: And don't get me wrong, like and you brought up Brad Stevens, how this is on Brad Stevens, too. It is. It absolutely is. Brad Stevens has to control this locker room. It, it was a question bef- ahead of the season. Can this guy handle true superstars on the team? Can he handle it? And look where we are now. Answer no. Apparently he can't. Will that get better? This is his first time really doing that because even with Butler, he didn't have superstars on that team college-wise. He had average, he had good college basketball players, and they ran the Brad Stevens system, and it worked. Yep. That's what you have to do in the NBA too. Brad Stevens runs his system, and if Brad Stevens runs his system, you might have a chance to win, but that's the problem with Kyrie. Kyrie wants to play his type of game. He wants to play that ISO basketball style of game. That doesn't work with Brad Stevens. I don't think Brad Stevens and Kyrie
1: mix. I don't think think they do because Kyrie just wants the ball in his hands. That's the problem. And Brad Stevens isn't adjusting to having that. He's forcing his system on Kyrie. And now they're butting heads because of it.
0: He needs to, if this team's going to work, Kyrie has to put the ego aside, and and I, I don't I don't think that's I think Kyrie struggles with that would put with putting his ego aside because well because he did it with LeBron for so long because he, wants he did to be the... now he wants to be the guy but I don't understand why he doesn't think he can be the guy and I don't know if he actually thinks this but it feels as though like he thinks that he won't be the guy quote unquote if they're running in Brad Stevens' system with Kyrie no matter what you can score five points in a night. You're still going to be the guy. You're Kyrie Irving. You're a superstar
1: in the NBA. You're getting the ball at the end of the game, regardless of what you do throughout the entire thing. They're going to drop a play for you to get a shot at the end of the game. That's just the way the team works.
0: When ESPN runs their ads, you're going to be front and right. center. You're going to be the advertisement. You are, just health, going you, to be...
1: you are going to be on every show poster and game poster that the NBA runs for anything It's because it's, this is your team.
0: Now, there was another story that I don't know if it was a recent story or I think it was an old story that came out about Kyrie. Um, I saw a clip of this on Twitter. It was essentially the same thing in Cleveland where he said that he's going to get his shots and he's going to be, no, he doesn't need a. Li- essentially it was, I don't got to listen to the coach. Cause I think the coach was trying to teach him something or tell him something uh, with the game plan. And Kyrie was like, no matter what, I'm going to get my shot. So that's what Kyrie does. He wants his shot. He's going to get his shot and he will get his shot, but he's going to get his shot in his way and if this Celtics team's going to win with Gordon Hayward with Al Horford, they're two great players. But that's it. They're not superstars. They're great players. They need to run the system. They need to run the Brad Stevens system. They're not going to work in Kyrie Irving's system. Kyrie has to figure that out or get out.
1: Oh, Anthony Davis is a superstar.
0: Anthony Davis is a superstar. And that's the t- and that's the thing. If Anthony Davis comes to this team, that's a different story because now you have two superstars and the NBA is a superstar driven league. You're going to have Anthony Davis, Al Horford, ah you I, you, I don't know how the money situation is going to work, but I, I feel like you're going to you might have to get rid of uh, potentially Al Horford in the situation. But regardless, regardless, you're going to have Anthony Davis and Kyrie, and it's a superstar-driven league that wins games. But with Kyrie, you're not going to win the bat. You're not going to win the NBA championship with just Kyrie Irving. You're not. You're just not. Nope. All right. Hopefully, we have more Kyrie Irving talk next week because I love it. I love his quotes.
1: This, and isn't was, going, this isn't going anywhere. This is never going to be off the table until he signs somewhere. And it's going to be a hot topic every single week. All
0: right, let's talk about this quick, and we'll wrap up the show. Bruins advance past the Blue Jackets. Uh, Tuka Rask with a shutout in Game 6. This was perfect. This, this could not have ended any more perfect for the Bruins. So the Bruins beat, beat Columbus. They did run into, into some issues, though. Charlie McAvoy suspended, as I said, in the Weekly Dump one game. Charlie McAvoy suspended for the hit on, I believe it was, doo, 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 doo. Uh, it was Josh Anderson. So McAvoy suspended for that hit on Josh
1: Anderson. I mean, he deserved the suspension, right?
0: I wasn't I shocked about
1: it. He drilled the guy in the head. I wasn't surprised. I also believe him when he, like, is. what else is he going to say? But I also believe him when he said it wasn't super intentional. I do but... too.
0: I think he was going for the chest and he missed. But regardless. Yeah,
1: but you missed. You hit him in the head. You hit him in the head. And um... it wasn't even like a small hit in the head. He clocked. <laughs> yeah. So like, I think it was good on them to only do one game. Like, cause I think they took his account. Like some guys in, in history in the league, like if that was Brad Marchand, it might've been two games.
0: Oh, exactly. And, and that's what they reference Cause the NHL and it's great. It's great that they do this, but the NHL does this thing when they, when they have a hearing or if they decide to suspend somebody or whatever the ruling is, they send out a video and they explain why, how they came to that ruling. And that's what they did with Charlie McAvoy, and they specifically mentioned that he's never been suspended suspended before. Oh, they're never an open had, book about it, yeah. Never had a problem with the league. The NFL could fucking learn something from that. Um,
1: didn't see the tape. It's okay. He didn't beat her. It's fine. Oh, we didn't know what happened. Oh, we had no idea. Yeah, we're, we're looking into Tyreek Hill. Yeah, we, we care about her as his son, but there's no video, so man, he can play fantasy football. Woo! Oh, TMZ. How did you guys get
0: the video? We tried so hard. <laughs> there was no video. Uh, Ray Rice didn't do
1: it. There was no video. Oh, wait. Yes, he it did.
0: It's pathetic. But so. Uh, fuck Roger Goodell. So they specifically cited that Charlie McAvoy's never actually uh, had a problem before with the league. But that's so a, now opinion. we're here. Good thing. I heard this on Felger and Mass today. So I'm not going to say that this is my t- my take. I, th- I believe it was Felger who actually said this. Um. And regardless, if you hate or if you love Felger, Mike Felger is one of the best hockey uh, conversationalists in this town in Boston. So this was almost beneficial for the Bruins that they like. It's it's great that they won this game. That's what I'm trying to say. Because if they lost this game, Game Six, McAvoy gets suspended. That means they lose him for Game Seven. Yeah, that means I, McAvoy's uh, tossed for Game seven. Game, game One's okay. That's Game fine. One against Carolina. Look, Fine. I'm not. I'm not downplaying the Carolina
1: series, and we're going to talk about that in a second. You should beat the piss out of Carolina. You should. Yeah, like they almost lost to the Caps, they're, and then they took advantage of the Islanders, who no one really, I don't think, even took seriously. You're going to beat the crap out of Dougie Hamilton. You're going to make him feel it, <laughs> Dougie Hamilton. <laughs> the fact that Dougie Hamilton has to look. We all know what Dougie Hamilton is, and he's oh, one of the man. Key, People, were so but he's, mad so, mad but he's one you. of the key components of what they're doing. People They're used, not a physical people team. People used to get so mad if you
0: didn't like Dougie Hamilton on the Bruins.
1: I liked him the first couple of years, and after that, I was like, meh, I'm all I did,
0: too. I did, too. And and I wish I actually had the graphic here, but just I'm just thinking about the Bruins' defense now. Somebody said, and this was after the McAvoy um, news dropped, they tweeted out a graphic of last year's lines in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. This season's lines are astronomically better. So they can at least try to fill this role, and I wish Kevin Miller could come back. Kevin Miller is a big component of uh, the success of that second line. But whatever, Brennan Carl has been playing great. Uh, Tori Krug's been playing excellent too. I would like Kevin Miller back because that just enhances that depth. But the the Bruins' defense right now has just been on. Un- it's they they're very good. They're very strong. Even if Zidane Chara is playing like he's like he's an old man, like he's eighty years old, even with that the Bruins are still playing excellent uh, in that end, especially uh, it's Tuka Rask needs to get all the credit in the world. And I'm the first to admit, I used to shit on Tuka Rask all day. Oh, me too. I'm I right hated there with you. Tuka Rask. Well,
1: he this wouldn't guy, win big games. That was the problem. That was why everyone craps on him because he, games, match, he shut down. Game. All the Good soft shit. goals he used to let in like, oh my God.
0: That that tipped goal that went in in game six um, behind Browalski. Bavros- that was a vintage old Tuka Rask playoff goal.
1: Yeah, tips cool. off
0: of him and it trickles in. That 100%. was a vintage old Tuka Rask goal. This guy, Tuka Rask, has earned my respect wholeheartedly. I will not talk bad about him
1: until a couple years from now, if if, the, <laughs> if I have but to. Here's the deal: like one, you look at the number, like for sure, you look at the numbers and go, okay, they're very comparable to what Tim Thomas did in the Cup run, if not a little better in certain categories. If they go on to win the Cup. Tuka Rask no longer can get crapped on. Tuka Rask demons are gone because that's David, all we've ever won. Same exact situation as David Price. Oh, hundred percent because you look at what he's done right now. He's the reason why a lot of these games are being won. Like I give game seven to him, all credit in the world against Maple Leafs. He won that game. He won you this blue jacket series and kept it from going seven. There were so many close calls. Obviously blue jacket, the post like 7,000 times in some of these games, but you look at the way Tuka has been playing. He gets the majority of the credit in my eyes. Oh, he is. He's if you if you had to pick an MVP
0: of the first uh, two rounds of this uh, of this season, I mean, of the postseason, it's going to Tuka Rask. Mm -hmm. Something huge for the Bruins is that they only went six games. And I know that's not great that they still went six games because they they could have used the rest. But. Playing 13 games rather than having to go play another game seven, that's huge. That at least gives your guys the rest. So when did they play? They played Monday. They did play Monday night. Yep. They have they had Tuesday, Wednesday, they play Thursday night. So they play tomorrow night. Again, we record Wednesday, May. If they play Thursday night. That's three days' rest for a lot of guys who probably need that rest. David Back is who is also David Back is an unsung hero of round two.
1: He better stay in the He better stay until he does something wrong because he's he's the physical so, presence that they've been missing and the veteran leadership that hasn't been afraid to go to the net. So it's a little different, I think, with Carolina. I think
0: David Backus was perfect for Columbus because they were big-bodied guys who hit, and they were fast. Columbus was fast, and they were big. The Bruins were getting pushed around. The Bruins, in my look, the Bruins—it's—it's it's no secret—they were getting pushed around in the first, I'd say, three games of that series. Mm-hmm. Even though they won, even though they took a game in those first three games, they were getting pushed around. You put David Backus insert him back into that. I think he got thrown on the second line, if I'm correct. You put David Backus back in on that second line. We're at the point David Backus' career where he's not scoring a lot of goals. He's out there specifically to hit you, and that's what he did. He played physical with them, and he shook them up a little bit. That's why you need David Backus. I don't need. I don't know if you need David Backus
1: for this. I think you do because he's he was been the big body that went down to the net. And but Carolina's fast. There. Yeah, but, fast, and he's slow. and you, it, can't, you, can't, you can afford a little bit of slowness when you can just disrupt Carolina's speed because you know none of those guys want to play physical. I mean, I know it's a different story, but that's how
0: the Bruins lost the the Chicago Blackhawks Stanley cup final, because they were fast, because the Bruins still were playing that brand of hockey where they would hit you and try to slow you down and just try to beat you up, and Chicago was faster than that. That's how they lost that series. Well, that's because the Bruins had less forwards who, would, who were willing to play two ways.
1: Look. That was Tyler Sagan's fault.
0: Well, OK, yeah, but they were also just they I, they I, the speed of Chicago just murdered them in that series. I think the Bruins, if they keep David back in the line in, in the in the second line. I'm not going to be upset about it necessarily, but I think that they could advance and go forward by changing things up a little bit, because, again, he's old. He's
1: slow. I don't know if he's going to keep up with the Hartford Whalers. Oh, God, I wish they were still the Hartford Whalers. Um could you imagine if they broke out the Whalers jerseys during the playoffs? Oh, my God, they right. should. I mean, they did it during the regular season. Why yeah. not? No, I know. They, they really should just do it during the playoffs. Um, maybe one game change the ice completely. Just do it all. Just go hardcore Whalers on our ass. That'd be great. Um, I think the Bruins aren't going to have any problems. Like, I mean, it might go five, six, or seven just because it's hockey and like one of these ever, ha- like, except for a couple series, like hockey series go five or six. Like this, the Blue Jackets series went six, and I was never concerned ever in a million years was I concerned about the Blue Jackets. You so, know,
0: I was concerned after game three. Cause, yeah. I, cause I, cause I, was watching the
1: Bruins get beat up. The Bruins are going to win the Stanley cup. I'm, I'm, I am a wholly convinced of that because there's nobody left in the playoffs that I think can beat them. They should win the Stanley cup. They absolutely. And should. because if all else fails, they have home ice throughout the rest of the way.
0: And a line that needs to get more credit. And I know they're getting a lot of credit, but I want to give them credit right now. Line three, Charlie Coyle and Johansson together have been unbelievable. They've been
1: great. And Charlie Coyle has calmed down a little bit since the first series but I think you notice little things he's doing that aren't showing up on the score sheet, right? Like he's, he's getting pucks and deep. He's make, he's causing good things to happen on the ice. And him and Johansson together are a great pair. Those well, guys. I, skate so well I, together.
0: I brought this up too, when we were talking about the Toronto series, something that's different about this Bruins team. Cause we've seen the Bruins go to the, to go to the postseason in the past, uh, a couple of years now in a row. But the problem with those teams is they were good, but they didn't have the depth. Like they, of course, had that first line still of Marshawn and Bergeron and Chara. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tori Krug was on the first line. You you were never gonna win a Stanley Cup with Tory Krug on your first line. Torrey is a great second line on, guy. No, you're not gonna win a Stanley Cup with Tori Krug on your first Ideally, line. he's on your
1: third D pairing. Like
0: I, I like Krug on the second. I do. I I like Krug a lot. And you know what? Honestly, when the Bruins are getting out physical. Uh, against Columbus early on in the series. The only one who was hitting back was Tory Krug. Tory Krug was gritty in that series. But my my point is, this season, compared to the seasons in the past, they have a lot more depth. You look down at the Bruins' first three lines. uh The first line, you know, one of the best in hockey. Pasternak's back. Pasternak looks a little back. He's getting the confidence back. Uh Line number two, playoff David Krejci, unbelievable. Whoever you decide to put next to him, like uh, Coleman, uh, uh David Backus, you Whatever, whatever the case may be, there on Jake DeBrusque on the uh, on the left side or the right side, whatever.
1: Don't care. It's playoff David Krejci.
0: It's David David Krejci's an animal. And then line three between Johansson between uh, Heinen Heinen on line three, I think is big. And then Charlie Coyle. That's three lines that I think can score, and that's what the Bruins lacked the past couple of years. And then line number four, whether or not you want to throw like Nordstrom in there, like they they're just there to, to in Clifton, they're just there to knock people around which is great. And you know, even line the fourth line could score too. The fourth line could go. Well, they ha- they did two. score.
1: They have scored. Like they, they've they, put the puck in the net. Look, this team is going to go as far as the first line takes them. I'm convinced of that. Like we, we've sat here and, and this is all over Boston when they weren't doing well and games that we feared them losing big time. It was because we couldn't figure out what was wrong with Pasternak in the first line. They were moving Pasternak around to get him, get him to figure this out. Whatever the first line does is why this team wins or loses. Like, that's it. Like, this team goes with. I don't
0: even know if I believe that, though. Because, I do, 100%. because, the rest, because they weren't doing anything in those first couple of games. And Matt, and, uh, in, in that third line, was stepping up big and they were scoring
1: goals. Yeah. And didn't you say in those first couple of games you were scared about the Blue Jackets? And I all was of a sudden, the first Blue line, Jackets because they were
0: out physicaling them. But the Bruins turned that on when they put David Backus back in.
1: I think I don't if, know. If that first line is just yeah. way too important. It's the best, it was the best first line in hockey, if not at least one of the best first lines in hockey all year without that line, you don't win a Stanley cup
0: at this point. You might be right because you do need all four lines to actually play.
1: You need all four lines to be
0: effective uh, if you do want to win. But, but, and that's, that was, that goes back to my point about the depth,
1: the Bruins depth this season has been great. The last time they went to the Eastern conference final was 2013. Guess what? They went to the Stanley cup final and guess what? They probably should have beat the Blackhawks, but they didn't play well. No, dude, the Blackhawks were too good that year. They, st- uh, I don't know. They, I blame Tyler Sagan. Um,
0: Look, <laughs> uh, Tuca looked like playoff Tuca in that series.
1: Yeah, 100%. That's also true. Look, this team's going to go to the Stanley Cup final, and whatever happens from there happens. But this team's going to have a shot to win the Stanley Cup, and I'm going to be pissed off if they do, only because the Celtics will be the reason why the Boston Slam doesn't happen.
0: Yeah, I don't, a lot of people I, a lot of people have sent me this meme now, it's, it's and I'm sure people have seen the picture on Twitter with the dog who looks sad, and then three people are flipping off. Red Sox, Patriots, Bruins, flipping them off, Celtics are the dog. Just, this goddamn team. And you know what's frustrating about this? And I've talked about this and ended with the with the Boston slam that's going to be no more because the Celtics stink. What's irritating is it's not even like the Celtics are a bad team. Who It's not even like the Celtics are still one of these rebuilding teams. Like It was a Celtics team that you thought legitimately had a chance at winning the finals.
1: Yep, and now they're, they're getting bounced in the second round.
0: And they're ruining it. They're ruining it. It was the one time we ever had – Boston had a chance – to be, even to be even more kings than we already were, mm-hmm. but you blow it, Celtics. You blow it. Whatever. Dude, I'll take three.
1: I'll take three. Final. I'll if the, if the Bruins win, my God, we'll have three parades in less than a year.
0: i will be electric. It'll be. If Bruins parades gonna be electric. Bruins if parades, they do parades are nuts. It, if they do it. I'm not gonna wood right now. I'm not gonna say but, that.
1: But you know, Bruins parades are nuts. Because Bruins, yeah. Bruins, Bruins, Bruins fans are a whole different kind of species in this town.
0: They are, and they're they're electric. They're gritty. It's a niche sport.
1: All right, Is that it. Do you, think, do you think they win the Stanley Cup? Uh, yes, they should. They at least get there, right? They at least beat the they Carolina They at least get to the game. final. They should, they should walk through
0: Carolina easy. And I hate saying that because I hate downplaying a playoff opponent. Because, again, it's, it's hockey. People have to understand that. It's hockey, and anybody can win. Again, I always go back to Nashville being the last seed a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. They went to the final. I don't like downplaying an opponent. I just don't think Carolina can play with the, the Bruins because I think the Bruins are too talented of a team. And the Celtics, the Bruins aren't like a talented Celtics team who underplays. The Bruins play together. This Bruins team loves each other. This Bruins team wants to win the Cup. They're playing for each other. This team should win the Cup. This is the perfect storm to get this core that we've watched forever of Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron, Zidane Ochara. This is the perfect time to, watch, to get these guys a Cup one more time. Celtics
1: already gone by seven. There we go. There we go. I'm going to put the Red Sox game on. I can't do this. (laughs) It's baseball season all right guys that's it couch guy sports podcast episode number
0: 107 in the books guys go to the store buy some merch couch guy sports merch we got some uh tom brady merch that isn't tom brady merch because that's illegal but there's a (laughs) man number 12 uh in a jersey that might happen to look like a new england patriots jersey i don't know who that is though it's just it's just a generic human being says everybody thinks we suck on it guys we have a ton we have plenty of different style celtics shirts Uh, Celtic shirts that I do not like anymore, but hey, they look good. They look good. (laughs) The the, the not Tom Brady shirt, we've got plenty in the store, guys. Go buy it. Go like us and follow us on everything Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Couch Guy Sports, and the podcast at, and I'm going to get this right this time because apparently I've been saying it wrong for these, whatever, 25 episodes since we've had this, uh, since we've changed this podcast, at Couch Guy Podcast. That's it. Couch Guy Sports Podcast, episode number 107 in the books. Guys, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening.